we're back with another episode of Difficult Podcasters, probably the most difficult episode in regards to if you're going to talk about podcasts. So let's send it over to the beauty of the duo here. Uh, Kelly, Aliski, what's up? How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Um, yeah, we got to figure out the Will and Grace and the Bette Midler to Bruce Valange situation. That made me laugh. Um, so we're, yep. so, we're somewhere in the mix of that. I'm Ronnie and, uh, thoughts on the episode. What did you feel about it? I, I mean, it was great. I thought it was really funny. I thought that it was interesting for the time because you gotta remember this was a few years ago, but it still seems so relevant right now, especially in the, you know, with podcasts and stuff and the way that they kind of like when they're talking with a podcaster, the way he describes, well, podcasting can take you from <laughs> here to there, to this, to that. And it's, it's funny, but it, it still resonates even, you know, these few years later, even more so, I think now. But it's just funny to see them, you know, kind of going through the motions of doing whatever it takes to get where they need to be. Yeah, it begins very, I mean, it's not really fish out of water, but it's the idea like they really want to be comedy writers. They want to make sure their comic routine is tight. This is not really what they want to do. This is like the swill. Um, the one thing that got me, though, <laughs> was more like, yeah, I think you mentioned like their desperation uh, mm -hmm. or not even desperation, but trying to find where they fit. But I also liked that um, they, uh, they they sort of made fun of the podcasters. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were like, oh, my God, these mutants, these these I used to call and I, it's so tough because visibly, you know. I'm not the most beautiful thing, but I would call some podcasters, some of the real thirsty ones. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to play in the swill, you know, like in the, like, you know, that, that was what I had felt. Um, and I wonder if I felt that way because I had watched Julie and Billy and you get a little arrogant, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes you can. And it's, it's really funny, you know, the, the show opens up that they're at a party and they're talking about how going to a comedy or a comedian's party is like the least funniest thing that you can do because they're never funny mm, like they're never mm. fun yeah and it's just kind of you know it, it's you know it opens at a party it you know kind of like winds down a little bit you know at a party and that's one thing I, li I like about these episodes is they kind of you know they come full circle every time and it just in such a hilarious way that every time they kind of go against their gut for their like plan b situation it never you know, they always realize that they should kind of stick to plan A because plan B never works out. Yeah, yes and no, because sometimes you're going to be told like to continue to try different things. So maybe there's a little mm -hmm. bit of them that is just like curiously like trying to figure it out. I mean, even when they speak with the guy um, who's who's in the world of podcasting and he loves podcasting and he thinks it's the greatest thing on earth, you know, again, like you said, this was a couple of years ago, 2015 ish. Um, podcasts were still available, but maybe not as big as they are now, but they were still big then. And it, it's the effort that they're putting forth. So I like that. But, but even so he asked the question, he's like, well, why don't you guys have one? And I, I, I loved that they were like, well, we had one, you know, a long time ago, but it never picked up traction. Um, you know, there'll be times that I'm chatting with people too. And it'll be like, well, why, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, Oh my God, I used to do like a digital, I think we called things digital back then, a digital radio show or a web show or a webisode. Web we, show, yes, webisode. We you <laughs> know, coming off of those early, you know, 2003, 2004 was my first getting my feet wet in radio. Like we did all of these things so early. So I kind of related to their like um, trying to jump into the double dutch 
with with oh for sure with like one leg like we don't really want to get in here but if we're gonna get in here how's it gonna work and you know oh, i love the hustle that they had that you know he's telling them his dilemma and they're like well i i hear that you're looking for new guests and you got them right here <laughs> yeah, yeah. i like i like that hustle part of them i've always been a fan of that with these characters is they you know no matter what they're always going to hustle to try to get themselves to another level for, for whatever they're doing and that is case in point right there yeah, showbiz means everything to them. At this time, showbiz, this is the route they're going to take. So it gets real good. They are wonderful guests. Like, they're very, 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 very funny. They lit the room up. Um, you know, they made the Will and Grace comment. We're a Will and Grace. We're a six and a seven. <laughs> we're a Bruce Valange and Bette Midler. If they were a little more broad. You know, it was funny. <laughs> but the whole thing, like, to be invited into the room was to lie. Like, the, the whole way right. that this worked out was they were going to have to lie i mean uh, it's fake it till you make it right which is something i don't enjoy like is it really fake it till you make it do you what are your thoughts on that is that like the way to go i mean i was watching a lot of a show that you like too you and i both like how to make it in america i've been watching a lot of old yeah. reruns of that i kind of feel like that is said over there too yeah yeah i kind of i mean i kind of think it is you know in in all honesty that was kind of always the advice and stuff that I would always hear like early on in my years that was like you know you can figure it out mm. like you know none of this stuff is rocket science like you can you know get your foot oh, in there yeah, do whatever yeah. you got to do and then figure it out and then you just have to prove that you can stay wherever you're going and you know and I have to say like I had no idea what a publicist was before yeah. I became one for 15 years <laughs> you know like I didn't go to school for that. I was just like, sure, I could do that. And that's kind of what they're doing. It's like, whatever, I can figure it out. So that's not I really, that yeah. I would say I was an atheist though. Oh yeah, that's something. Like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could go that far left with something. Yeah, yeah, they're, but they're pretty good at a lie. A good lie is a, is a lie is a lie is a well, lie. Well, they're writers, of. right? They're writers. Mm -hmm. So they can essentially write whatever they need to be <laughs> in any situation for any scenario. And they're good at it. Yeah. And this kind of proves that because you know, they turn it on and they convinced everyone, you know, him and when they went to meet his friends and everybody thought that they were funny atheists. Oh, could you imagine, though, a podcast bar? I mean, even like like off the top of the show, it's like what's worse than uh, going to a party with comedians who are like unfunny comedians in terms of banter. Not all comedians are like that, but there's definitely a truth. But a podcast bar. Oh, my God. And the part that got me, Kelly, may I tell you. The part that got me was when they were like, hi, Skippy, tell me about your podcast. What's your podcast about? Mine's a podcast about, you know, the air on Tuesdays, every Tuesday, the way the air breathes. It's like, it's so corny, especially in the geist of they are so much bigger than it, but then they got to like kind of crunch the whole situation and be like, yeah, we're doing a podcast about not believing and books. You know, it's so hard, but it's, I think you mentioned a point that I didn't even think of. It's admirable of these two. They're such good friends to each other. They really are the Will and Grace. Oh, they, they really, really are. Bet and Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. And, you know, it's, it's just funny because we see their relationships with each other versus their relationships with other people it's just not the same level by any means. Like poor Arthur, he goes to this oh, podcast yeah. bar and he sees his arch nemesis NPR because he's PBS and they just <laughs> hate each other. And 
you know, there's no sense of empathy for him for that. It's just like, oh, get over it. We're going to go get on NPR and deal with it. And, you know, poor guy sits at the bar, gets drunk, talking smack, and he deals with it. It was good to see Arthur get like that because Arthur's always taking so much, uh, from Julie, you know, like, oh, shall I get you this to eat? Uh, if you don't want this, consider your, you know, a text message and I'll get you something, you know, more, right. more children's menu-ish. He does mm -hmm. so much. The only thing that bugs him is don't get in the way of his job. Don't get in the way of like right. the, the culture that is PBS. But yeah, the way Billy and Julie are rocking at this, oh, God forsaken podcast bar is to maneuver and to manipulate i mean and they're working angela from npr they're working her hard <laughs> but isn't it funny they already stepped away from their original goal their original goal was they were gonna they were gonna rock out with the, the frank zappa looking right. guy and they were gonna do what he needed but then they do perform and they do well the door opens up but then they're they're willing to change so quick so you're right it is a fake it to you I mean, Maneuver you know, it. get in where you fit in, right? So there you go. It's like okay. whatever works because, you know, NPR gets millions of hits, you know, more so than his podcast network. So they're going to go where the big numbers are. They're not, you know, they're going for the big fish right away. They're not they were, trying they were, to take baby steps. <laughs> they were very charming too. I think, you know, like uh, yes. they're, they're, they're like looking at NPR gal and they're giving NPR gal like all of these kind of like stereotypes like oh you know we like we like uh you know clothes that don't do well in the washing machine like they were trying to find like this thing that worked and then books was the to relate that and then the books they uh, did know. a small part of you feel a little bummed for the girl though because you knew she was gonna get played in that situation did a small part yes, of you and she was so looking forward to it because whoever invites the curator of these things to be a guest nobody <laughs> yeah. really cares about the behind the scenes people and they you want, still don't you know, they they still don't and it's just <laughs> you know when we we kind of already know how that's gonna go and it's just oh poor thing what a bummer she was so excited about it finally felt seen <laughs> can i ask you a question in the mm -hmm. show we see julie and billy through their eyes of how they view the podcast space how do you think julie in the show is julie kessler billy Epstein, <laughs> gotta get their, gotta get their, the characters. How do you think they would view, uh, you know, the queen Kelly over there, and uh, oh, you know, the, the the kid Ronnie? What would they say? What would what would they say about us? Do you think we would do okay? Would we speak their same language? I think we would kind of speak their language, but because we're in the sense of a bar, we might be a little too eager, you know, because we want to win too. Absolutely, I kind of see it as, you know, we'd get picked on a bit. And, but I think there would be, because we have similar viewpoints on certain things, I think there would be like a little bit of respect there, but I do think there'd be jab after jab also, which would be mm. kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, they would probably call me Fat Reba. Maybe that's what would happen actually. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, well, he's Fat Reba. So what you gonna do? Yeah, okay. But I mean, it kind of goes into the thing, like when it comes to, which plays into another part of the episode, like when it comes to people in your life or criticisms or fans or audiences, what do you pay more attention to the people that are mean or the people that are nice well, because you, anybody that gives you positive compliments you kind of like you know do you brush it off more or do you kind of revel in those or focus more on the negative 
gosh, well, with the advent of social media, it seems like you have to focus on everything, you know, whatever happened to the days where like somebody, like I can write something on Kelly's post and it's just a comment, but now like the way it goes, it's like, well, Kelly has to now see it and she has to give her opinion of, of seeing it. And then I've got to give an opinion that she saw it. And it, just so you know, I hearted it. It's, it, it's a lot going on. So part of me is like, oh, wow, Julie in the show, is being too much like she should have more self-confidence she's a pretty confident girl why would this let her be broken down by an anonymous happy hour 37 but the reality is when her world is within twitter her world was in within recaps like there is like so much validation and that's confusing to me as a viewer because i don't find julie insecure whatsoever but it does go to show that the strongest of people aka the meanest of people and Julie <laughs> can also be like, wait a minute, why are you coming for me? And when it got personal, it got personal, you know? Right. And they can also be the most vulnerable. And a lot of people that kind of, I mean, humor is the best way to kind of dis distance yourself from criticism, right? Like making jokes about it is a defense mechanism. So mm. that could be something that she plays into a lot. And she really wants to you know, know who this happy hour person is. And she sets up a meeting and she actually shows up, which I thought was pretty ballsy of her. Let's get face to face and see what's going on with this. I mean, how many people on the internet today will be able to stand up mm. and actually stand behind the crap that you talk and then be able to take the crap back from someone and set that up yourself. All of what you just said sounds exhausting, Kelly. It sounds <laughs> uh, because you come from the world of PR. I think you might be more in tune with the connection of the social media. And now I sound very old because I'm calling it the social media, but maybe you're, you're in tune with constant communication. I think constant communication throws me off. So yes, I agree with you. I give Julie um, a ton of, uh, you know, kudos points. Cause like, I mean, you know, that's not a smart move really to just be like, I Oh, know. let's go. Yeah. I look your tormentor in the face, <laughs> but I love who the tormentor was. I oh, think best. go for it. Go for it. Tell me. Oh, no, it's like the best thing ever i mean could you imagine you know sitting down walking in and then this part like kathy lee gifford like shows up at your table and she's been taunting you and calling you names and then all of a sudden your feelings aren't hurt anymore now you kind of <laughs> like it you're like this person so who's know? who's a person that you would be of course if it was a negative comment you'd be upset but who would you be who would be your kathy lee Gif gifford in that situation somebody that you respect enough that you'd be like oh oh sorry Oh, mine would be Neil Patrick Harris. Like, I'm obsessed. Your Twitter handle does say NPH is your hero. What gives? What's happening there? I adore him. Like, I really do. And I um, I have forever. And I loved, you know, him, his little stint and the way he makes fun of himself and his, you know, How I Met Your Mother was, you know, a great show of his. But also when he did, like, Harold and Kumar and he was, like, a cracked out drugged out version of himself mm. and just just I think that he's such a great character actor and it doesn't really focus too much on you know his personal life like he's such a good actor it doesn't you don't even think about his personal life when he's in a character and I love that I think about I love that he's so versatile that way I think he's just his, like such a nice guy I think about his versatility oh, and sure his personal you. life on several of occasions <laughs> Well, Kelly. you know, I, I had the opportunity to meet his husband once at mm. Sundance and we had all gotten snowed in and he was at this event that I was running the red carpet and I had to go introduce myself to him, of course, because seriously, like I am a huge Neil Patrick Harris fan mm. and 
I was working for Playboy at the time and they had been to the Playboy mansion at the Halloween party already, which I had gone up and said hello real quickly. And, but I never wanted to get in too much of a conversation because it's like the worst when you really like someone and then they turn mm. out to not be what you think and then it kind of ruins it. Yeah. So I never let myself linger long enough to even get to the point where it, they could possibly ruin it for me. Yeah. So Please. anyway, back to Sundance. I end up like getting him a car to get out of this snowstorm. And he sends me the sweet, and I'm telling him the story that I'm like obsessed with his husband. And he's like, oh my God, I am too. And <laughs> he's just so cute about it. Sends me an email the next day, just thanking me for everything. And then gives me their phone number. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I emailed him back and I was like, David, I really appreciate you. And you were like the best ever, but I really don't think that you understand the level to which my obsession goes. I don't think giving me my phone, giving me your phone number was a very smart move. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause she, she'd been loving him for a minute. Oh, that's a cute story <laughs> no, though. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be your person. Um, that, so you would, mm -hmm. yeah, you'd be like, oh my God, this is the commenter. You've been saying all these mean things, but you would back up. You wouldn't be defensive because it would be your hero. Um, you may laugh at me, but I think Carson Daly would be mine. Carson Daly. Really? Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Nobody, not a lot of people put respect on Carson Daly's name like they should. And right. they got a bitch slap and coming from me because <laughs> I think Carson Daly, let's give him his flowers because he is very, 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 very good at what he does. I, um, I just like him a lot. So yeah, if I was up on the Twitters and I was messaging things and I got a little like too um, wordy and then I had to meet my um, commenter, <laughs> happy hour 37, and it was Carson Daly, I'd be like, oh, 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 gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. And I would do the same with Kathy Lee Gifford because she was great. She was great well, with no, Julie. And she, yeah. She's very great, but no, Carson is a great one. And he absolutely brought himself you know, brought himself up and he's done like, I mean, Good Morning America, you know, Today Show, like when, Today Show, you know, yeah, yeah, Today yeah. Show, yeah, Today Show, like, you know but you know, like come it. up from radio and then a VJ and then, you know what I mean? His night show all the way to the, the Today Show. Amazing. You know who I like? I like people. This is off topic. We'll get back to Julie and Kathy and everything. <laughs> I like Carson because he's the antithesis of me. I mean, I'm sure he's worked insanely difficult, but he felt like he's so casual and he's so like things just right. kind of have when he hasn't like put a lot of stress to do what's what's had what has had to happen. And it's all sort of happened because he's so great. Um, I'm a bit of the opposite. All I do is try to make something happen and it just doesn't work. And this is why I love Julie and Billy, because they also don't work. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Because there are two kinds, right? The ones that, that and, and and maybe he just seems that way, but maybe it is the same. Maybe we're all just trying to make something work until it works. And sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't, you know, True. I don't know, yeah, but some yeah, people yeah. can make it look so effortless when in reality, it absolutely wasn't. Question to you in the creative space, and we'll get back to the show more so, but like, what do you feel about the podcasters? Because this whole thing was about podcasters. I'm not really of the liking of being very engageable would that be a word engageable or engagement um with uh, you know you hear young podcasters brand new haven't been doing it for five minutes but they're very like oh my fans and thank you do you like the communication because i feel like we're in that era that like even like you know talent like miley cyrus is always like oh i love to tweet with my people do you like yeah. that from a performer standpoint? I personally do. I mean, like the shows and the podcasts that I've done before, I actually really liked engaging with people and even debating some of my opinions. Like oh, I gosh. am all open to that. Oh, no. I like it. Absolutely I love, not. I, oh my, I no. I love having 
smart conversations about things. So if you are, I mean, and all the podcasts I've done have, have been about TV shows that I like. So if you want to dig down and get character deep, let's go for it. And let's I love go, that yeah, kind yeah. of banter back and forth. So I welcome it, even if it's not my same opinion, even, especially if it's not my same opinion. I want to see the other side of the table. I might not like it when you're telling me, yeah. but I appreciate the difference of opinion. I like I like the back and forth. I do. I, I appreciate somebody who's going to take the time that listens to what I have to say and gives me something back. I respect that. I like that. I think we just discovered that Kelly's a better listener than Ronnie. And that's why <laughs> I have my set of problems because I don't like to listen. I like to. And I think you're better at it because you're like, OK, I can hear what the person's saying. I'm more like, don't talk to me. I'm good. <laughs> the great Violet Chachki, season seven winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, was recently on another podcast talking about what is it this culture where we post something and then people got to give their opinion. I don't want your opinion. Just look at it and move on. Violet Chachki is Ronnie's, uh, you know, in my heart because <laughs> that's how I like to do things. But it has changed. Yeah. And it is paramount to Julie's work because Julie is she does need to tweet in order to get her recaps to go anywhere. She does need to tweet to engage with the talent and stuff like that. But it was a eye opening moment. And I'm glad Kathy Lee Gifford ripped into her in a nice way. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's kind of a great thing because it, it offered her a chance to see a different perspective. And she pointed out something interesting is like, can you be funny without breaking someone else down? Like, can you? And yeah. then you got to stop and think about it because are you actually funny or are you funny at the detriment, at detriment of other people? Like, can you not be funny without talking shit? And that was right. like the interesting thing that she brought up. And, you know, she said, you know, go do something, watch something, be present in something and do it with an open heart without judgment and see how <laughs> you feel. And she automatically says something snappy back. And she's like, see, you can't, you can't help yourself. I know. And she came at Goldie Hawn of all people. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> I know. Um, how dare she? Uh, nonetheless, sorry, the technical situation here is moving. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, I will say it was a, a, an intriguing um, story arc that while she's earning this information or learning this information, her mom, who's usually extremely confident, is put in a very interesting situation. At first, we don't know what's going on. We're like, what? A, a menopausal musical, which anything that Marilyn divorce musical she was she was uh <laughs> basing it on something something similar for that was you know had, had to do with women and the things that they deal with but she did this whole thing about divorce divorce women and I thought first like whoa what what's going on you know Marilyn's just so particular but I love how the show went forward and it was like kind of a, a moment where you're like, oh, wow, Marilyn is a she's a little nervous about it. She she would love the support. And yeah, it really turned it on Julie's ass because Julie now had to be like, look, it, I'm being told that all I do is judge other people. What's my actual talent? And now my mom's trying to do something. I can't just so easily resort to my old ways and just right. knock my mom, especially what's really great about that is especially the mom, the, the mom is essentially not a participator or no, this she's essentially a participator. She's not a performer. So she's given it a shot. And I think I guilt, uh, uh, I'm guilty of that too, where I tend to be so judgmental and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I talk, I could talk about all the things I have not done that I would like to do. And then it's like, Oh my God, years go by. I haven't done those. So before you get so snippy, and judgy maybe take a look at yourself and see how how well you're failing make fun and of that go into <laughs> it with an open heart because you know what god loves you even oh you. my gosh 
Kathy, but that was Kathy growing up, remember? Like I yes. Kathy aged yes. so great. And I don't just mean yes. physically. Like as a kid, I was always uh, because I've been wanting to be like I like talk shows forever. Mm -hmm. And so I was always like, oh my God, Regis is so great. But I was like, you know, the stuffy lady, you know, the, the, the Christian lady, she didn't really, I didn't really enjoy her, but I got to enjoy her a little bit more towards the end. And I love when she was with Hoda, she became more natural. Um, yes. And so anyways, it's just the, the God thing was interesting because it did feel like a, a play on, um, you know, kind of who her image was. I mean, as you know, she's been, being, she has been made fun of since way before the internet even started. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So she had to come back around though, because she's being mean, essentially. So yeah. she has to come back around and show, you know, she's a true Christian person. She just wants you to know that you don't have to be mean to succeed, basically was her yes. point, I think. It's yeah. like, you don't have to tear somebody else down in order to build yourself up, which is like an interesting line because, you know, everybody likes and something showed up on social media where somebody had posted something like, I get more likes when I'm, you know, talking about something negative versus something positive. And it's just interesting. And that's kind of like what everyone does, right? It's like a car wreck. You can't stop. You can't turn away from it. You have to see what's going on. You can't. It's, it's just a very interesting thing how people gravitate more towards negativity than positivity. And it's the same with Billy in the episode. Mm. He's ditching Carl because Carl's too nice. He wants somebody meaner. He's like, I wish he was meaner. Um, true. Okay. But before we judge Billy, uh, <laughs> it, it's probably pretty hard. You know, I don't think we've all been around people that are like, what is the rule? One-on-one, the rule is if you enjoy the person and you give them too much attention, that person may not want the attention back. So necessarily not that he was just being nice, but like backup, you know, maybe is you want what you can have. And this Mr. Nicety niceness um he also depressed me as well uh, but 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 it could have been because he was too nice but it also could have been my you just want to be miserable <laughs> <laughs> no i think it was okay oh back to you <laughs> you know there's not many oh, people that carl he just wanted to make dinner he even checked on billy oh he wanted bullshit. to make sure he bullshit. was okay you you would you would not date him kelly a, a, a him type no. see so look I, at so, shit like no I, I know but you had me this close to feeling like i'm my my, my i'm making some errors <laughs> i was like maybe i am a little too whatever um well, okay, so, but then it gets complicated because then, you know, Billy gets into some fun. You know, we love some good old cruising fun now, don't we? Well, oh my we, gosh. We meaning, get us we, in yeah, 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 yeah. Loved it. And who's going to get you more in trouble than what's his name? Seth. Um, <laughs> Seth Myers. Talk show guy. Yeah. Uh, comedy comedian. Yeah. Mm -hmm, SNL. Yeah. All that. Um, I thought that was funny. I thought that was great. And um, yeah, you gotta just represent the good old cruising places from back in the day. I could remember. I mean, so how could they take advantage of someone that wanted to go on the side of the building and do things he wasn't supposed to? I think you were supposed to do those sorts of things with other grown men. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Depending on what story you're reading, Kelly. Shit, I was like, you would. <laughs> I was like, do you need a third? <laughs> No, oh my god no but so that's the question carl nice available does all the right things but that doesn't really like speak to you or i mean it wasn't any either or but it was it was it was it was unique um but poor Billy. It was the, you know the con man was more interesting so yes 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 he, billy likes a little mis mischievousness mischievousness mm -hmm. i can't he likes get, to my get words. himself in a little bit of trouble 
Matthew also gets in trouble, which is interesting because we see that Matthew is now dating, um, you know, his Harry. 95. Are they already married? No, they're not married. Yet. No, I said, wasn't his name Barry? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Matthew, hats off to you. I like the idea. I don't, we, we don't know if Barry is rich. We could assume, right? Maybe, maybe we shouldn't assume, but I'm all on board for 95 billionaire. I am totally like, you know, you know, when, when someone could ask me like, Hey, Ronnie, like how, what has your dreams and aspirations been like? I'm like, well, I've been kind of not winning for 20 years, but I've been trying. Um, and if I can just meet one little billionaire, that's 95, let's call it a day. I would be very happy on my yacht. Kelly, you could come with us. Yes, thank you very much. Did I share okay. too much? Did I share too much? No, no, not at all. Not, not at enough. All. And, it's, <laughs> and it's funny because you see Billy looking at that situation in the beginning of the episode where he's at the um, restaurant and Matthew's sitting on Barry's lap and they've got the dog and then Denise comes and they're singing oh, yeah. and it's a whole thing. And I love Billy because he's like, what the f is going on here? <laughs> I felt I did feel sad, too, because I feel like there's all these moments that I'm, you know, or you probably have these too. We all probably do where you're just like, damn, I'm just like not in the mix at all. Like I can't crack a joke that works, you know, referencing even it's, earlier. But it's kind of like one of those days where it's just like nothing is just like it's just like nothing works all day. Yeah, it's like an invisible like like line, you know, it's like everyone's in having so much joy and then you can't have no joy. Like what is going on? And now he's got to go pick up the dogs. Oh yeah. What do you think about just, um, yeah, I'm not the biggest, I will say, I will say, I will say, I'm not the biggest dog taker carer or, or ever, <laughs> however you say that, taking care of a dog person, but I have taken care of Kelly O's uh, gorgeous dogs and that was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but I'm not, I'm not the friend that you ask to take care of the dogs typically, but I did for you. Yeah. I did <laughs> yes, I know. And you have and, good dogs, you, know, you, you, you have good normal dogs, dogs that make sense. Well, that's my dogs are thing. kind of like people. So, you know, you can see this one back here. That's pretty much what she does. Like, yeah. unless there's food around, that's about, as, <laughs> that's about as lively as she gets. <laughs> She's a good uh, binge TV watcher. You know what I mean? She so is. She takes naps when I mm -hmm. want to take naps. Like, she watches shows when I want to watch shows. Like, she's the best. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, but one time I tried to take her hiking up to the Hollywood sign and she like pulls over to the side and she's like, I'm not going anywhere else. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was nice, though, that, you know, Billy didn't really want to do it, but he was going to take care of the dog. So that was at least a nice gesture. This is that yes. lean, lean on each other thing that they have going for each other. Mm -hmm. So um, it, but the, it was one of their boundaries that she that he did cross because it was it was she was in a pinch because oh, she won't right. go to the gym with him and he doesn't deal with her dogs. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't go to the gym because she doesn't want to go to the gym or she doesn't go to the gym because you know she doesn't have the resolve to to work out i guess both probably yeah, but yeah. he's like i don't ask you to go to the gym and you don't ask me to deal with your dogs and we find out in the later episodes that he goes to the gym for other reasons you know which, yes but, yes you know that's, that's not that's it, not yeah. today that's not today God, <laughs> coming to find out if you watch these episodes consecutively as we have been kind of doing um mm -hmm. yeah he's he, billy gets busy quite a bit i didn't ever realize yeah, that was such a he, part of the show he does he's got a little active little social life there for someone yeah. that's always complaining that he doesn't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah he, he's he's in the words of wendy williams he's dipping and doing so yeah 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 <laughs> salute to you sir <laughs> yeah but i mean overall i think it was a fun episode you know by the end of it they they're outed that they're not atheists 
And then they find out that as they're getting the apartment ready to do the NPR interview, lady interview, um, Arthur went to go pick up a bunch of books from the bookstore. And then the bookstore books are filled with bed books. Yes, we need not ever mention those two words, but yes, you stay, you stay away. Unless what did what did it, Julie and Marilyn say? Oh, and there was also it was at the Abercrombie. Uh, oh well, you know what? In that case, then that's okay. In that 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 was a message from the old guy upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're they're burning books. Angela is ecstatic about this interview. She of course she's gonna walk by as they're burning books. And yeah. by the end of the episode, everybody's telling them to go F themselves. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. There was the podcast guy kind of said that. And, you know, but, and, and Carl, because the podcast guy outed the lie that Billy accident. had told about having food poisoning on accident. Okay, so, but was it really a lie? Was Billy that close with Carl? I feel like I'm not defending Carl in this, uh, <laughs> our episode. But I bet you anything now that he told him to go fuck himself, he's going to like him now. I personally thought my 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 loins changed too. I was like, yeah, that a boy. <laughs> Tell me what you really want. <laughs> um, so real quick, can we just talk about how remarkable Marilyn um her show? Um oh yeah. Because to, you know to, the show ultimately is all about her and all the people that she's helped. It's ultimately about me 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 <laughs> if if i ever get down and out which happens often i want to do a one person show where well i guess you would need other people too i'd want to do a show where i just get to tell everyone how great i am because they're gonna judge anyway you know what i mean might as well um but i thought it was cute i thought marilyn you know she had to check in with julie and julie kind of gave her a little bit of grief but Marilyn's like, well, you know, I did work hard at it and I tried my best, but it doesn't and take she did say good job, mom. She did, you know, she did acknowledge the work that it took it to do it. And which I think is just is what Marilyn needed. They had a little awkward. Maybe I'll hug you. Maybe I won't. And then she mm. went to go see her doorman. <laughs> and my favorite part, though, too, is like when Marilyn returns to like her confidence, you know, that she always has, mm -hmm. she's like. And she knows the show went how it went and how many people were there. She's like, listen, I'm ready for my Q&A. And we have to live like that. We have to live like Marilyn. We don't have to be the way Marilyn was with the microphones. Marilyn with the microphones right. and, and Esmeralda, maybe, maybe no, maybe not, maybe not our favorite. Um, but uh, it was just a whole unique thing. I love the whole chasing around where Julie has to go try to find these old microphones because they, they did have them before. We used to do a podcast. It was a really great episode, in my opinion, about um, trying to find, you know, the, the right opportunity and what does work and what fits. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, like, like them all, one of my favorites gets us excited about the Christmas episode. I do enjoy singing the Christmas song, yes. but neither here nor there. My question to you as we wrap out, um, oh, and big shout out to our, um, little loving sponsor, viridianrow.com, viridianrow.com. Yes. So, is is the shirt you're dashing one of one of that one of those? It is actually my Latina shirt. Yeah, yes, you look is. great. You look great. <laughs> if you're listening audibly, um, you know, come look at our beautiful faces. Uh, Viridian Row. My question to you is, what do you think in where we at are now from 2015 when this show started? What is the consistent thing to succeed in the podcasting space, and what is something you want to do? Um, in the space what is what is a goal of yours i mean the consistent the thing is is actually consistency is you know if you have something to say 
I tend to find that when you have something to say, there's usually someone that wants to listen and you can't get so wrapped up on numbers and just like hitting so many numbers. If there's something you want to put out in the world, you should go for it and do it and things will come. Like, I think if you stress too much and you try too hard, it's just not going to turn out the way that you really want it to. And, you know, some things do happen faster than others and it can be super frustrating, but I think that that's the constant from then to now is just, you know, have a little patience, kind of, you know, really put out what you want and not trying to duplicate what is already there or trying to kind of, you know, follow the mold because this works for someone. It might not work for you. Just kind of sticking to who you are, staying true, having patience and being consistent. Well, that is all good to hear because, um, (laughs) in the vein of collaborating with other people, like I always worry, like, especially, you know, sometimes younger, younger people, they just have a different Mm -hmm. way to do this. So when Kelly and I got together to do this, this podcast, uh, duo here, it made sense. So I'm glad that all of the stuff that you said, it's kind of like, What's funny is, yeah, all of the other things you could do to get on the fast track, what at what cost? You know, we like it as far as the TV show that they were going to not believe in God and we thought and they were not going to uh, they were going to be book readers and they weren't really book readers through NPR. But as a regular hu- human whole person, um, all of those all of those tricks sort of fizzle out. So it's nice to like have a person that also will work with you. And we both have the same vision because my vision is like that, too. My vision always gets like ah, I don't like the new tricks that the younger generation kind of does. Right. It does. It does happen faster. Um, but you know, what's funny is you see sometimes people, what do they, what they, what do they always used to say? Easy, easy up, easy out. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. who do that. And then you as a creator as well, um, you feel like, oh my gosh, should I, am I, do I need to resort to doing those things? But then you have the big balls and the confidence that I think we have in this show where we're like, nah, it's going to be good. You know, not to say we're the best. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. No, we, I mean, it's like, we, you know, we have room to grow. One person <laughs> that's something, you know what I mean? It's like, it's something fun. You know, we're appreciating the work of someone else and, you know, digging deep into it, finding the way that it relates. And just like with this episode, by the end of it, they're saying we're not backup plan people. We're not going to pretend to be atheists. We're not going to pretend to be book readers. And when Angela is the last person to tell them to go fuck themselves, they laugh about it because it further proves that point that they don't have to resort to those tricks. And mm. you know what? Neither do we. So the fact that they don't want to do this, just keep it at that. They don't want to do this. Right. And they know what their skill set is. They know what their talent is. I think there's a fine line between switching it up and, and keeping your your mind open to all of the different things, but like mm-hmm. have, a, have a plan. I think that's cool. You know, not everything needs to be like TikTok this quick. It's nice to chat right. about stuff, you know. Right. It's fun. Create. Take your time. Break it down. Talk about it. Like really get into it. Understand, you know, what you're doing and, you know, have some fun with it. It is nice to see people make shifts to their career too. So one of the guys um, that was, what were they? The, the perverted acapella guys? <laughs> one of those guys in the, in the show, in the show, <laughs> not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. real people in the show um, was uh, Akash uh, is his name. And he is on one of the biggest podcasts with, um, with what is his name? Um, Andrew Schultz. So you see, like, he's more of a stand, like stand up was more his uh, direction, but he shifted into podcasting. Yeah. He's, on, he's on a really big one. I think it's called flagrant two or something of that nature. So one of the guys that was in the, the little scam situation, uh, he's, he's on one of the biggest podcasts out right now. So it just keep those eyes and ears open shift everywhere. Last week, I think at the end of the show, you said you were going to like, look into your old writings. We yes. never, we never know. Kelly may have a hit on her hands, but it would have to be through Patreon because we are not giving this shit out for free. No more. I'm just kidding. 
that's right no um well i was inspired i didn't get too frustrated this episode i know although you got a little bit a little bit more of a positive side tonight Except for you got my text messages earlier before we did the show. <laughs> well, I mean, because we always Bastard. have difficulty. Like, there's always some difficulty well, that we go through before we even start, which is hilarious because what? it's perfect since we're talking about this stuff. But and I feel know. like it's gonna stop. I'm like, oh my preparation. You know, I prepared more. You prepared more. We had our schedule intact, and then right before, once again, I'm sweating on the. Di- you know, that was yeah, nightmare. Every time, and- every time. Thanks again to ViridianRoad.com. Uh, Difficult People, the TV show is fantastic. We're so close to our wrap-up of season one, and we'll get into season two and three. DifficultPodcasters.com is where you can see all the episodes, and ViridianRoad.com is where you can see our little sponsor situation. Kelly, any last words? Uh, thanks so much to everybody that is tuning in and listening to us uh, banter and bitter and do all the things that we do. And, you know, please make sure to engage. We want to hear from you. Leave comments, tweet us, do all that fun stuff. And let's see if we can, you know, keep talking about it. We'd love to hear what you guys think of these episodes. And if it's your first time watching this show because you're listening to us, even better, let us know how you like it. And who's to say banter and being bitter isn't the way to go what's with all I this mean, smi- the what's with all this smiling all the time with this giggling get out of my face with that shit no <laughs> uh, difficult podcasters i'm ronnie that's kelly and we'll see you on the next episode thank you Bye.